Welcome back to 20th and Blake from Mile High Sports. As always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Cade Walker, and today we're going to talk about the MLB playoffs. I wanted to take a little bit of a break from producing uh, Rockies content, at least at least for this episode. And um, I, I do still want to make comments on the Rockies, but uh, overall I do just want to talk about the uh, the playoffs, and also some observations that I believe we can make uh, just based on the teams that are involved, uh, how these teams are producing runs, how these teams are producing wins effectively. Um, so I also wanted to share somewhat of a theory, uh, and I'll get to that at the end. But I want to take a look at uh, what teams are involved in the in the playoffs right now so currently uh, I just finished watching game one of the World Series uh, in which the Dodgers won and uh, Clayton Kershaw was masterful I think he uh, he was excellent you know aside from game one of the Astros World Series against the Dodgers in 2017 uh, where the Astros knew what he was throwing Clayton Kershaw's World Series ERA is actually closer to uh, to three uh, so that's pretty good and uh, I haven't looked into it much further than that but I think Kershaw gets a little bit of a bad rap and uh, I, I think some of it is deserved he has not come up in some big moments but at the same time like, he's one of the greatest pitchers of this generation and you still should be confident in throwing him out there and, and he proved that tonight he was excellent so in the championship series you had on the American League side you had the Astros and you had the Tampa Bay Rays. And on the National League side, you had the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, a common denominator for all of these teams is something that I've hounded on in episodes past that the Rockies don't have and the Rockies need to have is a strong analytics staff. Now, I'm not sure about the Braves as much, but just based on the results, based on looking at their roster, I think they at least look at some, um, some numbers to help them make decisions. Uh, regardless, I think the Tampa Bay Rays are the best, uh, if not one of the best, but they're they're the best, in my opinion, in terms of getting value out of their players uh, in terms of analytics. The Dodgers are up there. Uh, they're one of the best. Uh, but fortunately, uh, fortunately for Los Angeles, not necessarily for the rest of the league, uh, but the Dodgers have also a massive payroll. So at this point, you're combining the massive payroll that the Dodgers have with the high-end, top-of-the-line, heavily invested into analytics team, you get a super team. And that's essentially what the Dodgers are. I mean, you look at their roster, obviously they traded for Mookie Betts, they traded some uh, peripheral pieces for him. Uh, that was an absolute steal of a trade, by the way. Uh, they traded for Mookie Betts, they developed Cody Bellinger, who has performed really well in this postseason, uh, not necessarily in the regular season, but he won MVP a couple years ago. He's, he's an excellent player. They have Max Muncie, who is uh, sneakily one of the more valuable players in the league. Um, Jock Peterson coming off uh, off the bench every now and then, who I think is, is excellent and would start in 90% of other major league organizations. Uh, they have Corey Seager, who has been ridiculous this postseason, winning the National League Championship Series MVP. Uh, and uh, as well as Justin Turner, 
top 10 third baseman by any measure, and then a really solid pitching staff in both the starting rotation and uh, the bullpen. They did this both with their payroll, with money, as well as their heavily invested into analytics team. I'll give you some examples of this. First of all, they just extended Mookie Betts. Uh, they gave him like $400 million over a certain amount of years. Uh, and they they did that because they could. They could afford it. And at the same time, you he's worth it. He's a uh, top three player in baseball at worst. Uh, top two, in my opinion. Him uh, just below Mike Trout because Mike Trout's the greatest player of this generation. Uh, but regardless, like you, you have to pay Mookie Betts if he's on your team. And that's uh, what his former team failed to do, and that's what the Dodgers capitalized on after their, their savvy trade. Um, in addition to this, they signed guys like uh, Blake Trainin. Blake Trainin, uh was excellent for several years with the Athletics, and then he had a down year. I, I, I believe it was mostly due to injury, uh, but I... I remember thinking that offseason, I'm like, nah, Blake Trainin, I think he's going to come back. Looking at his expected numbers, counting for the fact that he was recovering from an injury, I still, I believe, uh, I thought that he was going to come back. And, in fact, he did. Uh, he is a very reliable piece of the bullpen, or at least has been so far this season for the Dodgers. Uh, they made a trade earlier at the beginning of the season. They traded Kenta Maeda for uh, Bruce Dark Graterol. And uh, I think that when they made that deal with the Twins, see, the Twins are also very savvy in their front office. So I think when they made that deal, I think that was a win-win for both teams. Uh, they almost traded Ross Stripling and Jock Peterson for, uh, for I, I believe, uh, Renfuego, Luis Renfuego for the Angels. Uh, I think that would have been helpful for, uh, more so for the Angels, uh, but... Unfortunately, they were they they opted out, and I think the Dodgers have benefited from that, even though they haven't uh, totally relied a ton on on Stripling and Jock Peterson. The depth is still valuable to them. Uh, so my point through this is that the Dodgers have been able to spend money, like uh, again with Mookie Betts and the, the the free agent contracts that they have signed, as well as uh, the savviness of being able to sign free agents for not only a ton of money but also a ton of value. So, so you've created this team, which is uh, steamroller. Now, the Rays, on the other hand, don't have that luxury. Uh, I believe if you combined the prorated salaries of, uh, I, I think it was Mookie Betts and Clayton Kershaw this year, you essentially came out with the same prorated salary as the entire roster of the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, the Tampa Bay Rays have excelled and they have mastered the science of squeezing every last bit of value out of uh, the dollar, whatever dollar they spend. I think that's reflected in the numbers, too. If you look at the raise, just in terms of wins above replacement, uh, you have basically all of their pitchers in positive wins above replacement, and the guys that aren't in positive wins above replacement just don't pitch very much. Uh, and same thing with the guys uh, in positions. You have... Uh, Brandon Lau read, led their team in war this year with 2.3. Uh, he was excellent. And, uh, you know, most of their starting roster here is, is sitting here with positive wins above replacement. And uh, they, they just simply don't play the guys anymore that don't produce as well. Um, Austin Meadows is the exception to that because he, uh, I don't believe his lack of success this year was 
uh, something that will sustain down the road. Uh, but Hunter Renfro, Michael Perez were uh, last in the team in wins above replacement, and they simply don't play very much anymore in the postseason because they don't. Uh, the, the Rays don't need it, and the Rays understand that these guys provide negative value. So they make a lot of lineup adjustments. And when you look at, say, the Rockies, right, they play Tony Walters and Drew Butera every single game, even though by the numbers they are providing negative value. They play Daniel Murphy almost every single game, even though uh, by the numbers he was providing negative value. So I think smart teams know how to get the most out of their money. And I think that's a very general statement, but that's something that... uh, so what happened this week is Billy Bean stepped down as uh, his his role with uh, the Oakland Athletics. And I was looking at Netflix the other day, and uh, number four in the U.S. was Moneyball. And this was based off of Billy Bean, right? And Billy Bean uh, was a pioneer in this area of using numbers uh, advanced, you know, based off of their own separate metrics, something that you don't necessarily see in a box score after every game and I think uh, this has led to uh, an era of analytics in baseball and I think that's been a valuable development for Major League Baseball. Uh, You see players like uh, Trevor Bauer always comes to my mind because he uses both the metrics that you can observe, results-based metrics, as well as development-based metrics. He's coming from a program like Driveline uh, where he's able to use the analytics to develop himself as a player. And all analytics is, analytics gets a really bad rap. Like, you turn on MLB Network, you listen to Frank Thomas, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, and you hear them gripe about analytics. You hear them gripe about sabermetrics. Uh, I remember A-Rod went on a rant a couple weeks ago during the... Uh, I believe it was the the Rays Yankees series uh, where he said he says he said to, to Big Poppy I'm, I'll try and direct quote this but he said you know Poppy we said you know back in our day if a manager could get out of the game that would be great well now front offices have to get out of the game uh, and so that's this is basically what he said and um, you know that's it's such a poor sentiment because. First of all, uh, Brian Cashman said later he never told Aaron Boone what to do mid-game, which is true. And uh, Aaron Boone is one of the most creative managers, I think, in baseball. may not be one of the best, but he's creative with his lineups, with his rotations, with his uh, his managing the pitching. So he's excellent. But the point is that these players don't trust the front office. These players don't trust analytics, even though these numbers are very proven you know and some for someone with a rod uh, like a rod a rod benefits from the numbers you know his hall of fame case is strengthened by the numbers as is david ortiz so you'd think these guys would at least be more open to it uh, david ortiz said something like uh, oh this game wasn't played by the sabermetrics and i think it was referring to uh game seven of the braves um Braves-Dodgers uh, game and the NLCS. And he said, oh, the, uh, no sabermetrics here. They, they left it all out there. They, they, it, was, it was all heart. It's all, uh, these guys are grinders. You know, you hear that, that phrase all the time, especially from, from the Rockies' front office this year with the acquisition of Kevin Pillar. I talked about that as well. But um, 
my point is, uh, Poppy didn't really understand what happened. Um, I believe the front office it was involved to some degree. There was a consultation of the data. As I was uh, explaining earlier before I interrupted myself, data is, n is what analytics is. Analytics is nothing more than acquiring data and applying it. Poppy said, oh, this game was managed off of his gut <laughs> and not off of these sabermetrics. You know, in, in this game seven, uh, Dustin May started, and Dustin May was used as an opener. He didn't pitch uh, a full starting, uh, you know, customary five, six innings, seven innings if he was a, on a good day. Uh, and that's something that originated with the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays as I mentioned earlier, are pioneers in Major League Baseball and the use of um, varying things and the use of the opener in this case, but the use of sabermetric as a whole. So I think, uh, again, I, I didn't intend for this to turn into a rant on analytics, uh, maybe a little bit, but the point is, is that analytics is nothing but data, and data helps you advance your team and get the most out of your team. It's proven. The Dodgers are one of the best at it, and that's why they're in the World Series. And that's why they're probably going to win the World Series. Uh, and the Rays are also, the Rays are the best at it. They get the most value out of their team. And that's why they're in the World Series. And if they win, they deserve to because they they did it the, the right way. Uh, not the right way in a moral sense, but the right way in terms of, of analyzing the data, acquiring the players that will benefit you the most, and uh, and playing these guys effectively, their manager, uh, Kevin Cash, did a very good job all season. I think he left Glasnow in a little bit too long tonight in Game 1 of the World Series, but he's, he's excellent. He at least consults the data. Again, analytics is nothing more than data. And analytics is what makes a team, what can take a team from a level like the Rockies of, sub 500 team to being a team that's competent and competitive every single year. With that said, I want to talk about our sponsor for this episode. And the sponsor for this episode is, as always, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, week six of football is in the books, and now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week six. <clears throat> There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 7, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when using promo code MHS. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players, and they do it all. Don't worry, though, if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all MMA and baseball fans who sign up now the chance to turn $1 into $100 by betting either this week on, on UFC 258 or by taking any action on any World Series game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up and get up to $1,000. 
That's promo code MHS to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now, with that first segment rant of analytics out of the way, I do want to discuss the World Series. And uh, I remember when I was seven, I, uh, yes, I was seven when the Rockies last made the World Series. Uh, there was a, a layoff period. Rockies fans remember this. Uh, they swept the divisional series. They swept the, uh, the Phillies, swept the championship series, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, I remember that last play. <clears throat> Ground ball, and then the uh, iconic Todd Helton reaching out, stretching, and uh, Eric Burns laying over first base. <laughs> um, Eric Burns was my least favorite player on that Diamondbacks team, and I actually think he does a really good job now for, for MLB Network. Uh, we did get to see the flip side of that, I think, this time around. Both series went to Game 7 in the championship series, and in this game... The Dodgers weren't able to use Julio Urias, and they didn't really need to, but um, that could have been something that was a factor. Uh, playing games so close together, and uh, Urias, bullpen guy, not used to going that long. Uh, it was just a, something I noted. Uh, but overall, I think before this postseason, I called the Rays winning the World Series. Um, I say that as someone who has a slight affinity towards the Yankees, because i uh, Grew up watching Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera as players that I strongly admired. And now uh, the Yankees turned into like varsity Rockies with DJ LeMahieu, Mike Talkman, and Adam Ottavino over there. Um, Troy Tulowitzki was there for, uh, for a spring training. That was fun. Uh, but I, I at least uh, root for my former Rockies over, over on the Yankees. Uh, nevertheless, at the beginning of the postseason, I, I picked the Rays. Uh, and largely because of their approach to analytics, as I uh, went on a slight rant about that earlier this episode. And on the National League side, I picked the Braves uh, to come out of the National League, and I was really close. Uh, one game, uh, honestly, one Mookie Betts catch away. Maybe two. <laughs> uh, but regardless, I think this is going to be a really good series. If the Dodgers win... Clayton Kershaw gets his ring and the respect that he deserves, in my opinion. If the Rays win, they prove that a small market team with a small budget can win a championship. So I think it's a win-win uh, no matter where you are as a baseball fan. I understand Rockies fans do not like the Dodgers, and believe me, I'm not particularly a fan of the Dodgers either, but they have a great team, a respectable team. And regardless, I think whoever wins is a uh, representative that analytics can take you to that next level, whether you are a big market team that can afford to sign all the free agents or if you're a small market team that doesn't draw any free agents. So uh, this is uh, this is going to be an entertaining World Series no matter how, how long it goes, um, no matter who wins. I think this is going to be a good time for baseball fans to watch, uh, at least non-Rays and non-Dodgers fans, to to watch and not invest in it and just enjoy the game in my opinion so 
my prediction before the World Series started, I said a raise in six. I'm going to have to bump that to raise in seven. I, I really anticipated uh, the Rays winning this first game. I thought Glasnow was going to come out and, and shove, and I thought, you know, even though I went on a, a loving rant about Clayton Kershaw earlier, I was a little bit concerned about how he was going to perform, and he proved me wrong. I mean, he put on a clinic tonight. So moving forward, I think the Rays have a, a very good shot at still winning. I think they're still in it, obviously. It's one game. I don't think they're the worst team by any measure. They don't have any superstars. Like, they don't have a Mookie Betts. They don't have a Cody Bellinger. But they're the most well-rounded team in the major leagues. So they have a shot um, as long as they, they really have a shot, honestly. Um, they're not a very high-variance team. They don't win games uh, by blowout, by hitting more home runs than the other team generally, like the, like the Yankees do. They do hit a lot of home runs. They're a very powerful team. Home runs are definitely something that anyone will tell you is a good thing. Uh, and I think the Rays rank very well in terms of how many home runs they hit. But again, that's not like, that's not how they win. That's not their strategy. Their strategy isn't to just, you know, hit more home runs than the other team. Um, so more reminiscent of, of uh, more like the Yankees. So, um, I mean, that's my final prediction is Rays in seven. I think this is going to go down to a game seven. It's very close. Both teams are excellent. Dodgers are a little bit of a super team, but um, I have faith that the Rays will be able to uh, calm them down with their excellent bullpen, their excellent starting pitching staff. Um, I know Yarborough threw today as well. I, I'd assume they have either Blake Snell uh, going tomorrow, I think, is, is what the plan is. Um, Charlie Morton is excellent. They run that three-man rotation, I think, and they're golden. I think they have a really good shot. And... Obviously, the Dodgers can, you know, match up with them very well. Clayton Kershaw threw today. They can throw Walker Bueller. I believe in game two, Dave Roberts said that they're starting Tony Gonsolin, uh, who has been phenomenal this year, actually led the pitching staff for the uh, Dodgers in wins above replacement. Um, I haven't looked too deeply into it past that, but that's definitely something that's very notable. Um, also led the, the staff in fielding independent pitching, which is a great indicator for him uh, moving forward, I think. Um, so, uh, again, this is uh, this is going to be an entertaining World Series. Looking forward to it. Um, if you have any questions, uh, want to ask my opinion about anything in this World Series, about any of the players involved, or if you want to ask any uh, other Rockies questions, free agents, trades, um, ideas, talk about Nolan Arenado, um, what the farm system, prospects, MLB draft, um, just. Uh, shoot me a DM over at, uh, I changed my my handle on Twitter to Cade C. Walker. Um, so it's I'm covering not only baseball and basketball. Um, also working on another side project, but um, that's neither here nor there. Um, hit, uh, handle again is Cade C. Walker, so definitely, definitely uh, ask me any questions that you have. But again, thank you for listening to 20th and Blake. We'll talk to you next time.